Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Welcome to another episode of Kindy Rockstars. Joining me from New South Wales in Australia is Joanne from Yucca Baby. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, Patrick. What a lovely, what a lovely thing to do. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. Tell everyone about yourself, how you got into making kindy music. Sure. I'd love to share that with you, Patrick. Well, um, I was first introduced to the world of early childhood music. Um, when I was working in a small music school and I began as an early childhood music teacher. And so that was many years ago, more than 20 or 25 years ago. And um, so this was a really a lovely way to, to work with young children. My background before that was as an early childhood educator. And with my love of music, I was able to bring the two passions together and work in early childhood music education. And so it was through my work there, and then I started my own music program in Sydney, and that's called Yuka Baby. And that was around 10 years ago. So Yuka Baby introduces a ukulele playing um, in the early childhood program. And uh, the first album that I had was based on ukulele songs. So quite folky, quite simple little songs based on pentatonic um, work. Um, and this is very complementary to the work that we do in the class with children, early childhood classes. And then all this time has gone, gone by and there's been the perfect storm which created an opportunity through COVID um, to give me the time that I needed away from teaching to do my second album, which is Watermelon Jazz. And that's very, very different from my little folky album, I Love to Play. And today we're going to talk about Watermelon Jazz, which is such a joy. It's only recently been released, and this is a lovely opportunity to talk about that. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, you got it. So um, from your first album to your second album, what, because kind of your inspiration for changing course from, you know, it makes perfect sense, ukulele, uka baby, um, but what kind of changed the, the musical styling for you in the second one? 
it's a massive change and a really big departure and it's not really typical of the music that I use in my classes. So from a pedagogical sense, it is quite a departure, as you say. So the first album was really based on the content in the classes and my work with children and my, my little students in my beginner ukulele classes. And those sweet little songs um, started life as little ditties or little simple one chord songs that were written for my beginner students to learn to play. And in creating an album, well, you can't have the sounds all like that. So we needed to arrange that music to make it, you know, more attractive. And so that was really at the heart of the first album. But the second album has a completely different heart. It's, a, it's quite a different album being based on jazz. And that came about because of my family connection in London, in the UK. My daughter, who is an orchestral violinist, uh, she moved there to do studies um, at the Royal Academy of Music uh, about four or five years ago now in London. And um, she met her wonderful partner, uh, one Misha Muller-Vabado in London. And um, he is truly a great musician, an amazing musician. He had his early life as, a, as, a, as an orchestral musician, but has moved over to jazz in more recent years. And can pretty much play anything and everything, composition, uh, for orchestra, for jazz band, he has several jazz bands. He's a really versatile and really quite remarkable musician. Now, um, the little story behind this album is that, um, of course, many of you would know that we suffered the terrible black summer bushfires here on the New South Wales coast um, two years ago. And our family was sadly affected like many, many families at that time. Now, my daughter Bridget was out from London visiting, as Aussie girls do when the London weather is bleak in their winter and it's <laughs> sunny over here. She was out for the summer and we were holidaying on the south coast with family and the fires came. And, of course, like everybody, our, our lives were turned upside down because of that and our family here. When Bridget returned to London, she wanted to help out because her grandmother and uncle and our family homes down here had been impacted. And she set about um, organising a bushfire benefit concert, which was picked up by the Royal Academy of Music in London, and they supported Bridget and her co-founder as well, another young Aussie expat. And they put together an, an incredible program of Australian music um, performed by Australian musicians over there. We decided to surprise her, and in the February of that year, we, uh, along with several other family members from around the world, we all surprised her by landing in London to come and see the concert. And it was a wonderful occasion, Patrick, great Australian music and, and uh, a, a really happy occasion, and they were very successful in raising money for the bushfire benefit. I sat with Bridget's partner, Misha, and he had um, actually created an arrangement for that finale of a very famous Australian folk song called I Am Australian. And it's one that all of us have grown up in school singing. But this was an arrangement uh, for that concert um, for orchestra and full choir. And it was quite spectacular. And I thought to myself at that time, oh, I wonder whether I could ever work with Misha. He's I mean, such a great guy and a great musician. In any case, um, COVID chased us all the way home to Australia. <laughs> and when we got back to there um, in the first week of March, of course, we were all in lockdown. And well, Patrick, we'd never experienced anything like that. And we'd never imagined anything like it. 
and all of a sudden we're all trying to work from home, trying to rearrange our business to online and um, you know, there's only a small degree of success in early childhood music education. Yeah. Moving the business online. Classes aren't that effective because they're very young children. So it wasn't going so well. And um, I wasn't quite sure how things were going to go. I, be I began to discover that a lot of the families in my small Yukaveda community were really suffering. There, there was a... Um, People were losing their connection with each other, with their families. Children and adults were all of a sudden in, you know, pretty small, confined living spaces, and um, particularly in Sydney, it's a big city. And um, many, many elements were compounding and families were really in the pressure cooker, you might say. And I began to wonder how music might have a role to help, particularly within my little community. Um, with the early childhood music program. We were running some classes, um, but not a lot. So I was aware that families were having a pretty difficult time during the lockdown. And we got to hear a little about the Spanish flu epidemic from 100 years earlier. And I got to be thinking about this and thinking about families then, as we all were stuck at home and trying to make do. And I wondered about the role of music at that time and it occurred to me that there was this wonderful new emerging sound coming from the US, which was, of course, jazz. And jazz had so many great new ideas. And it became the people's music. It became so accessible. It provided so much joy. There were these great new ideas of improvisation, syncopation, singable melodies, um, call and response and all of a sudden, there was this newfound freedom in music that families were enjoying. And I got to think, I wonder how jazz could be an idea that I could explore in my new children's album. And this was one of the ideas then that informed how I'd go about planning and preparing for my new album. So anyway, one thing led to another. And of course, my family in the UK were in lockdown also. And I think, I'm thinking of doing a new children's album because I've all of a sudden got time. So we got to be talking about it and this is where a rather remarkable opportunity opened up. And this really is the main reason why this second album, Watermelon Jazz, is such a departure from that first album, which is more typical of folky early childhood ideas. And that's simply because Misha wanted to be involved in the project and we collaborated and he was really, really wonderful to work with. I wrote all the material and created all the demos, and that was a little personal lockdown um, uh, task for me. I had to start, I, I set up a home studio, started learning about, you know, um, digital audio workstation and, and uh, preparing all of my demos at home. And then when I was brave enough to send it off to Misha in London, he loved everything. I was so excited. And we discussed then how um, the arrangements would be because he was going to use his band, his amazing jazz musicians in the UK to create all of the arrangements and all of the performance for my little children's album. And I just thought that was the most amazing opportunity. It doesn't come by every day, Patrick. Mm -hmm. So Misha is um, a very generous-hearted person who 
graciously was able to really take on the elements in early childhood music that are important to me. I would think of things like tempo and if we want um, the arrangement to not be too busy, you know, even things like at the technical end of it, the levels and where we wanted the vocals to sit and so forth. So we, um, we worked happily on the 12 songs. Um, then all the um, backing tracks came back um, to Australia where we recorded the vocals in Sydney. And then everything was sent back to the UK where mastering <laughs> took place in Wales at Hafford Mastering there. Misha did all the mixing and then all the mastering was complete. And so the album was released in October last year. Now, Watermelon Jazz, the songs are written with jazz in mind. So, it, you know, we can write a little ditty, a little two-chord song. It can be a two-chord song and a rhyme. And you can then adorn that with, you know, a country vibe, or in this case, it was jazz. So I'd written these little songs and then a few more complex songs with jazz in mind. And when we think, think of jazz, we think of a really accessible, happy jazz. We think of jazz that's very easy to listen to, really fun. And we think of big band. We think of great sax solos, trumpet solos. We think of lots of energy in life, the call and response, the very uh, singable melodies. And, you know, these are all um, elements that you can find in my little songs um, because of the planning and then the execution with the arrangement. And that's kind of how it came out. One of the ideas that I had with this material would be that it would be multi-generational. And by that, I mean that grandparents parents, children at home, and again, I'm thinking about this time during lockdown, they could really enjoy this music together because the tunes are accessible. They're clearly children's songs. The lyrics are all about children, but the music has a little bit of that yesteryear idea that I think parents and grandparents can truly enjoy with their children as well. Excellent. All right. Are you ready to get into your songs? Sure. I'd love to share something. Yeah. This episode's song is called Watermelon Jazz. All right, let's talk about this one. What was the inspiration behind it? Sure, Patrick. This little, this sweet little song was born out of the early childhood classes, the Yuka Baby Early Childhood Program. And over the summer, we were singing all the things about what children love to eat. And they were telling us, and we were popping their suggestions into little songs. At the same time, one of our Yuka Baby teachers, Kara, had been to Hawaii for the Christmas period and came home with some very sweet novelty ukuleles that were in fact shaped and looked like a watermelon. <laughs> and these were very sweet to play in the classes with the children. And so I wrote a song called Yummy Watermelon, which is the bones of what you hear in the complete track now as we know it, Watermelon Jazz. It became such a highlight and the children love singing it, telling us all about their favourite fruit. And so when it came time for me to include material in the album, I just thought this is such a sweet little song. And so the vocalist on that track is of course that lovely Yuka Baby teacher, Cara Frank. And the children are gonna really enjoy hearing a big band version. So different and so full of life and color. Excellent. All right. Well, let's play it. Here is Watermelon Jazz by Yuka Baby. Watermelon Jazz. 
Yummy watermelon, watermelon, juicy and sweet. Watermelon, I just love to eat. Watermelon, watermelon, yum, yum, yum. Watermelon, watermelon, in my tum. Joanne, let everybody know where they can stream and download Yuka Baby Music and where they can find and connect with you on social media. Sure. Well, the website is www.ukubebe.com.au. That's the website. And all the music can be found there as well as all streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music and, and so forth. So if you look up Yuka Baby, you'll find us. It is my desire that folks will pick up their little ones and have a great time singing and dancing all around the house and really enjoy this music just as we do. Thanks. Wonderful. All right. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, best to you there in Australia. And I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>